what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Huddle, and I am your host, if you don't by now, it's Greg. Hello, and thank you once again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend some time listening to me talk about what I love to talk about the most, which is sports. Today's episode, I'd like to talk about uh, two things. I want to call this episode, do we really want to see LeBron in the NBA Finals again? And I know it's a little bit late, but I want to give you my thoughts and opinions on the anthem and what the NFL did and the changes that it made. But first off, let's start off with uh, the NBA Finals is set. Part four, we're going to have the Golden State Warriors playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. In part four, you can't even call it like a trilogy now. It's just like a TV series, like a show. Where this, it's, this is going to be a lot of episodes. So, I mean, um, is this something that we really want to see? Like a part four? Because there's no new storylines. There's no new nothing. It's just uh, 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 Kyrie Irving minus on the Cavaliers and a whole bunch of new faces on that team and the same cast of characters on the Warriors. I mean, do we... Something else I wanted to talk about is, do we really want to see LeBron in the finals again? I mean, I know he's great, but playing up against this team, this is one of the going to go down as one of the greatest NBA teams in NBA history. Do we really want to see LeBron play? And I don't want to say he's going to lose, but the chances of him losing are high, and they're there, to be realistic with you. And in saying that, I'd rather see LeBron go with a squad where I felt like he had a legitimate chance. You know? But with these type of series and it's the playoffs and the pressures at a maximum, if anybody could pull it out, it's LeBron because he's come back from 3-1 in the NBA Finals in Golden State and beat them. But, I mean, it's just he has no Kyrie Irving. It's going to be so hard for him to do, man. So hard. What I really wanted to see, to be honest with you, I kind of wanted to see the, the Boston Celtics and the, the Warriors. And the thing is this, if the war, if the, the Celtics could have won, that would have proved that they're mentally tough enough to take on the task of being competitive with the Warriors. But the fact that they lost, obviously, that's a moot point now. The reason why I was looking at the Celtics is, A, I mean, the Celtics, they are super young. They got guys that are like 20, 21 years old, super studs, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, studs on this team, and backup players that are playing phenomenally. And when you have these players that can, I'm not saying they're better than the Warriors, but they can match up with the Warriors in terms of they're young enough so they can run with them. They're athletic enough so they can switch everything on the perimeter, and they do shoot a lot of threes. Can they keep up with the Warriors? Probably not, but... With the Cavaliers, I don't feel that the Cavaliers match up with the Warriors as well, but they've been playing each other for so many years now. It's probably going to be good matchups because they know what the other team's going to do. They know each other inside and out. It's all about how do we, you know, contain the king and don't let the others win the game, you know? But um, in saying that, you know, there's there's, there's no new storylines in what's going to happen. There's... Kevin Love, is he going to play? That's going to be a key factor, but I don't think that's a storyline. The, the, in this finals, 
I don't really think it's going to be exciting for a lot of people to see. A, because I, like I've said a couple times already, it's the fourth time. But as opposed to the talk of these two teams playing each other, what I'm hearing is more LeBron James, Michael Jordan, GOAT debate. For those who don't know, the GOAT means the greatest of all time. So it's more a conversation of who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. And it's like, whoa, 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 wait. Don't we have a finals to preview, to analyze, to talk about? But it almost feels like, look, we already know what's going to happen. So let's just try and get a side story that's a little bit more interesting to create some spice in the, in this NBA Finals. And I hope it's good. I hope it's good. In my opinion, I don't see this going past five games, six. No, I don't even see it going six. I mean, you know what? When they were down 3-1, I didn't see it going 7. So I'm saying 5, but I wouldn't be surprised if anything happens because you do have LeBron James. But I will say this, Warriors, don't you dare. Don't you dare think about having this be 7 games. And Warriors, don't you even dare think about losing this. Because on the flip side, if LeBron James were to actually pull out a victory in the NBA Finals uh, with against one of the greatest NBA teams assembled. And Vegas is already saying this is going to be one of the most lopsided bettings, uh, set bets that you could have on this Finals because just, I think the first game, the Warriors are like 11-point favorites. But in saying that, if the Warriors lost, I mean, this would be a collapse of Epic proportion. When I mean epic proportion, I'm talking about the day you get married and the wife forgets her dress at home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the day you get married, and you're like, oh, dip, I forgot to book the, the limousine. Something like that. Or you're about to go to a Yankee game or something, you got the tickets? You had the tickets. Oh, my God. Epic proportion like that, except ratcheted it up to, like, a level 10. But um, after every game... I'm going to give you not that ESPN analysis, not that NBA TV analysis. I'm going to give you a couple nuggets, a couple things that I saw that I found the games to be interesting after every game. So maybe, you know, you wake up the next day, I didn't catch the game. You could put me on while you brush your teeth and just, you know, hear what I had to say. Now, um, in switching gears, I wanted to talk a little bit about the National Anthem. Now, if you haven't heard by now, the NFL has changed the national anthem policy. The policy has been changed to that of when the ceremony of the national anthem begins, the players have a choice. You can not participate and stay in the locker room, which is what it used to be like in the 90s before the military started paying the NFL and the NFL made it mandatory for all the players to be out on the field. So you could chill out in the locker room and not participate, Uh, or you could be on the field, but if you are on the field of play while the ceremony is taking place, you are to not disrespect the flag in any way. Now, there are a lot of people up in roar saying this takes the right away of the players to protest. A lot of people are saying it's... um, Goodell, he's the commissioner of the NFL, bowing down to the president and his insulting ways of saying it's a mockery of how the players are running the league. 
to me, I look at it like this. The players were kneeling not to disrespect the flag. The players were kneeling to bring attention to police brutality and the injustices that were taking place. And the kneeling was to bring about, why are you taking a knee? Because I wanted to bring attention to this cause so we could bring conversation about. That's what Colin Kaepernick's cause was. Okay? That's why he really started it. And to be and if you want to really make it real, I forget the gentleman's name now, but a former NFL player slash he went into the military suggested to Colin Kaepernick because Colin was actually sitting during the national anthem. And the military guy said to him, look, if you this is how you feel, I don't have a problem with it. I just want I would prefer you kneel as opposed to sit. So when Colin Kaepernick at first began this, he was sitting. And then it was the soldier that suggested to him, why don't you kneel? And then he started kneeling. Now, it became such a big story and that people started talking about, I feel, getting away from what the issue was. It became disrespect. And once this anthem policy came out, it became, well, they should be allowed to protest. But then it's like, what about the cause and the crux of why this was all happening? I mean, let's keep it really real. We've been wanting to talk. And when I say we, I mean, all people of color have been wanting to talk about injustices that have been taking place since the days of Martin, since the days of Malcolm and the days of the Black Panther Party. They were talking, if you listen to some of Malcolm, Malcolm X's speeches, and you close your eyes, you swear that he is living today with some of the things that he's talking about that we shouldn't be standing for. But I felt that last year, that when it came to a full, every Sunday, you're watching the NFL, and you're watching it like, okay, who's kneeling, who's not kneeling, are they kneeling, what's going to be said afterwards? To me, there's a lot more things at play here than what the actual issue is. Why do the networks that are broadcasting the games, if they don't show the national anthem, then why do they say who didn't participate? Why is it necessary to say if it's becoming such a big deal, it's such a black mark, why keep bringing it up? Who wants to talk about it? Now, if you want to talk about the issues, let's talk about the issues. But you see, it got deflected to where it was reverse pivoted. And instead of it being, we want to bring attention to the conversation that we want to have, it became more of a who's disrespecting the flag this week. And last year, I felt it became more of a let's talk. And people are so much up in arms about now we can't protest. Okay, so let's stop talking and let's all start acting. I'm not saying no players do anything. The Bennett brothers do a lot for the community. Marshawn Lynch Lynch does a lot. There are probably tons of players in the league that do a lot, but nothing gets said. But this kneeling was made so national and so public. I'm not saying what the players could do, but why don't things happen to where bringing not attention or conversation, but maybe actual action 
could be talked about every Sunday. How? I don't know how. But I just feel like it's almost like babies need to crawl, then they walk. Well, they, they cruise, then they walk, and then they run. I feel like bringing attention to talk is something that has been... We're like 10 years old now, still still on some crawling. I don't want to crawl anymore. I'm not saying I'm going to be the one to start a, a, a movement or whatever, but I'd want to know, hey, let's talk about things to bring significant change. You're seeing videos pop up all the time about, about black men or just people in general facing police brutality. You had a, a gentleman on the Milwaukee Bucks get tased. Because he parked in a handicapped area, and it was a 30-minute video, and it was disturbing watching that. And I'm not saying I don't understand. I'm not saying I'm not part of the cause. I'm not saying, hey, man, this is my game on Sundays, and I don't want anything that has anything to do with political to be part of what the ritual is. It's just supposed to be talked about, and it's sports. No. What I'm saying is, is like, all right. I hear what y'all are saying. I think people have been talking. I think there's been a lot of attention brought. Now that the limelight is on, let's do something. What that something is, I don't know. Because to be honest, saying don't disrespect the flag and go into the locker room, I tell you right now, it's not that big of a deal to me. Because what, what's going to happen is if you disrespect the flag in any way, your team is going to get fined. And I think you get a 15-yard penalty. But if you stay in the locker room, you don't think people are going to take attendance and say, oh, number 55 wasn't there, number 51 wasn't there, number 21 wasn't there, number this wasn't there, number that wasn't there. So is that going to be taken as a sign of protest? Or after the game, let's say 30 guys stayed in the locker room, are you going to go to all 30 of those guys and say, why'd you stay in the locker room? So, I mean, if you think about it, staying in the locker room could be a sign of protest. But I also get, well, why should we be told how to protest? Look, maybe it's time to, we have brung attention. Let's act. Let's, let's collaborate. As whoever wants to participate, collaborate and do something big. I mean, that's, that's, I mean... Now, it's not going to be something where, okay, this player kneels and that's a problem. Or now owners are going to sit there and threaten players. If anybody kneels, you could face consequences because it was against the rule. Well, there really was no rule, but it was more like of an unwritten rule that owners put on the team. Now, the players have an option. And you can't make them be out there and participate in the ceremony if they have the option of not being out on the field. That's just my take on it. I know that might upset a lot of people, but you know, this is, this is like I said, I wanted to talk about topics that are lifestyle, entertainment, and sports. And this is something that's probably more so, not lifestyle, but just, I don't want to say entertaining, but it's a life issue, you know? So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any thoughts or if you want to get at me or you want to disagree or you want to just give me some of your opinions, as always, you know, you could holler at me via Twitter at Man Cave Huddle. We're there. I'll, I'll, I'll watch. And if you have anything, I'll be more than happy to 
respond. I'll even be more happy to say, hey, look, you should have said this or that and go back and record something else and bring this up. I'll be more than happy to do that too. Okay? So as usual, you know how I get down. I want to end this episode with a positive quote. Today, I want to end this episode with, why do we close our eyes when we pray? When we cry, when we kiss, when we dream. Why? Because the most beautiful things in our life are not often seen, but felt only by the heart. Oof, let me read that again. I felt that just saying it. Why do we close our eyes when we pray, when we cry, when we kiss, and when we dream? Because the most beautiful things in our life are not seen, but felt only by the heart. Thank you for taking the time out to listen, everybody. Bye-bye now.